Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome, everybody, to the Gimmick Infringement Podcast. I am Tyler McDowell-Blanken, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Brad Winchester. Brad, today is extra special. We have a new concept, new episode of GI, and to help make us, to help make this happen with us, we have an incredibly special guest. He's a fellow member of 19 Media. I'll run through all of his titles here. He's the unofficial mayor of the Bay. He is Chloe's dad, and most notably, perhaps, he is the host of the Close Up Magic podcast. Stephen Cameron is in the building. Stephen, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. I particularly like uh, Chloe's dad. That's probably the one that that sits the most. Chloe is my uh, 11th month old today. She turned 11 months today. Oh, wow. Uh, daughter. So we are recording this on her birthday, and I'm psyched to... Uh, psyched to get this down she's she's taking like a good two-hour nap so you know chloe's dad mayor of the bay i'm here let's do it shout out to doing? chloe Thanks happy birthday me. chloe steven i don't know if you told us that that's huge news you know i gotta drop it live okay. i gotta drop it live <laughs> i love it well something that i really admire is obviously knowing brad for many years as i have he is uh, such a proud father of freya our favorite five-year-old nice. and um kind of seeing your tweets and hearing more about your experiences as fathers I think that's a nice connection. We're not going to, I think, delve too deeply into fatherhood on this episode. Save that but for another episode. Save that for another yeah. episode. But I, I admire you guys and, and um, you know, the awesome fathers you are. Appreciate that. So, Stephen, uh, Brad, listeners, we just want to give you some background on this episode. Uh, Stephen is, as we said, the host of the Close Up Magic podcast, delving into the news and notes of the Orlando Magic. I'm sure we'll hear more about that later. And as you know, Brad and I talk about uh, the wrestling industry and much, much more every single Monday. We think there's a lot of overlap between professional wrestling and professional basketball. So we're going to get into that conversation today, some some history about the partnership, as well as selecting who we think would uh, be great NBA players turned professional wrestlers. So first, Stephen, what is your first memory of professional wrestling because the, to pull the curtain back a bit brad and i saw via twitter i want to say this was maybe summer 2022 please correct me if i'm wrong you were live tweeting from a local wrestling event in california hood slam 
So we know that we know that you are a wrestling fan. Uh, please feel free to share any hood slam anecdotes, but also uh, what's your first memory of, of watching wrestling and thinking, wow, this is, this is different. I kind of like this. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll start the very beginning. Um, I actually grew up, spent my first 10 years of life in, in Belgium. And so there's not, Back then, I didn't know much about wrestling at all. So when I first came to the States, um, you know, in 99, there that was like my first kind of like introduction to wrestling and moved to Orlando, which is like, you know, I guess now kind of turned into a bigger wrestling city with like uh, WrestleMania stopping by there. I think, you know, every year it seems like. Um, But, you know, so like I think like my first memories of wrestling was like guys like Hulk Hogan guys like Austin, uh, Stone Cold Austin, um, guys like The Rock, like that whole generation of, of wrestlers were the guys that I, who I will admit, and you guys know this, but for like, now that we're live on the podcast, like I'm not the biggest wrestling fan. Like I admire it. I appreciate it from afar every now and then I'll tune into something, but like, I'm not the person that's going to tell you the latest rivalries. And I probably don't know like everyone who's active on every roster right now, but I do like, have so much admiration for this sport and what it does. I just don't have the mental capacity to take in too much more than what I'm already doing. Um, you know, with basketball, like when I started deep diving into basketball, you know, about a decade or so ago, actually I had to let go of like football and baseball. Cause I just didn't have the bandwidth uh, to, to keep up with it. So that's kind of like where I'm at now, like living in Florida. I remember we'd go down to like South Florida and like one time we're on a boat tour and they're like, Oh, that's Hulk Hogan's house. Um, is he canceled by the way? Or is, or do, <laughs> do people still talk about him in a good light? I don't, no, you know, Brad, I'm gonna pass it to you first and then uh, I'll fill in any <laughs> any gaps there. Yeah, uh, he definitely is. He's on the outs. We'll, we'll okay. put it that way. My guess is that he'll have a uh, in honor of a thing in memoriam of his career yeah. at some point. But we, we got to keep him off the TV for a while. The The moment yeah. that I do <laughs> yeah. was over for him is is a couple of years ago where he hosted with Titus O'Neill. Uh, he hosted WrestleMania and he came out and got just thunderous booze. And <laughs> that's not a thing that would have happened. It's because of the tape. It's the, it's the voicemail that was recorded. Sure. He, he, he hard would a whole bunch and, uh, and it was, it was very problematic. And yeah. looking back at some of the stuff now, it's like, well, he was always kind of, kind of doing stuff that he probably shouldn't have. Uh, he even choked out the, the guy who I can't remember his name It's belzer the la uh, or not the la the law and order guy the actor that just passed oh he, sure he said it was fake on a on a tv show and he hogan just choked him out and then let him go and then he ended up getting sued because of it but um he's always been kind of a controversial guy but yeah he's definitely i don't know if i could say canceled it depends on what sect of humanity we're talking about sure it, makes yeah, sense and, and steven you'll still see him pop up on wwe programming i think kind yeah. of similar to basketball and really professional sports in general um you know uh, someone does something egregious right a professional wrestler professional have to do something egregious really beyond the pale as we know hogan did uh, and then he's canceled for a certain time period for a right. year two years three years but then it's it's very cerebral how the company thinks, you know what, we've, we've sent him away, he's been out of the limelight, let's bring him back. And then your, your collective nostalgia, your, your love and your memories with this person will, will 
bring you back to loving him. So he's back on programming. He's, you know, once a year, would you say, Brad, give or take? Yeah. You can see a highlight package of him or he'll be in person for a, a Legends show. He's, wow. so he's, in every, he's in every episode, though, in because he's in video the, games. He's yeah. in the then, now, forever package slamming right. Andre. So he's every time he's, WWE has Raw, SmackDown, uh, Premium Live event, they, he's always in that intro. You can't remove yeah. him from it. They removed he's, him from the Hall of Fame at one point yeah. and put him back in. But I mean, like, it's kind of he was so monumental for the sport, you know, uh, even before, like, you we get into, like, the why he, you know, what he did and all that stuff and his beliefs and, like, kind of shittiness of a person. But, like, as far as, like, his impact on the sport, like, you know, undeniable, unquestioned, even for, like, my, like, half like half invested aspect as a kid. That's who, that's who I knew of. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure I had a Hulk Hogan, like action figure at, at one point in time in, in my life um, and, and whatnot. And so it's just like, yeah. So I go back to circling back to the question that that's kind of like my early ages of wrestling. Now I'm, a, I live in Oakland. All right. So um, it's, it's I'm a, Oakland's a little like we're not so mainstream. That's kind of more like what San Francisco is and San Jose down in the South Bay. Oakland's a little bit grimy, a little bit gritty, a little bit street. So we have this thing called Hood Slam, which some of you might know. I was very surprised uh, when you all messaged me that night. Like you're at you're at Hood Slam. Wow, it's crazy. I'm like, yeah. So Hood Slam for the listeners that don't know is is a East Bay, um, Oakland based wrestling. Uh, wrestling league i will say and there are some wrestlers which i didn't know this are are known to outside of hood slam league but um it's very much a a, like a local thing that kind of tours in the east bay they're starting to do some shows back in san francisco now too um so it is expanding a bit but that's kind of where my heart desires um for wrestling and it's it's a good time because it's kind of more of like a party um the I guess should I go into details on what Hood Slam is kind of like all about for the, oh, yes. for the please? So it's typically at like a bar or a warehouse. Um, if it's at a warehouse, there is a bar set up for it as well, and you know drinks are being slung everywhere for you know the for the guests to enjoy. Um, in the Bay Area, marijuana is recreational like allowed so people in the crowd are not only drinking they're also smoking enjoying themselves and having a party um on stage the characters are i would say this is more of an r-rated event um the characters are ranging from like good solid characters um gosh i forget their name but there's these brothers that are from like the 50s uh like you know tommy gun type type characters mafia type guys i forget their names um but like you have like that kind of character then you have uh uh chupacabra chupacabra um he's like a great character you have um oh god the uh viper viperness who's an awesome character but then you have people like uh the stoner brothers who are these two brothers that come on stage literally smoking blunts. Um, and like, that's how they start their, their game. And then they'll even pass the blunt to the referee who will smoke it while the match is going on. Um, and it's just a gigantic party. The, the host, um, what's his name? Bro, 
Brad or something like that. Um, he, Bro, Brad, Ste- stealing Brad's, so. stealing my Brad's gimmick. Maybe <laughs> he might be. I can't remember his name because honestly, most of the time I'm there, I'm, I'm a little bit intoxicated myself. Um, <laughs> but like, he walks around in between events and is pouring like shots of of whiskey or rum or something straight from the bottle into people's mouths. It's 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 a party. Um, and that's kind of where I, I enjoy my wrestling these days. Uh, as a dad, it's a good night out to, to get some fun. I'm going to an event next month. I don't know the lineup just yet. I don't know if it's been announced, but I know it's, it's happening. I think, uh, kind of in the middle of the month. So that's going to be real fun. Um, and, and their whole, their whole, uh, the other good thing is the crowd interaction, which I'm sure you guys understand with like WWD and AEW. Um, but one of the main chants that gets yelled, um, is this is real from the crowd so the whole crowd just goes this is real this is real and it's just like it's it's hype it's fun so uh to answer your question tyler that's how i kind of got into wrestling and this is kind of where i am now with wrestling wow so i'm looking i'm looking right now uh because you said the stoner stoner brothers or whatever they're the uh the training facility they run is stoner U. It's it's literally Stoner U for wrestling training, and on their on their page, it's it's a, a bunch of talent. Uh, one of them mock smoking a blunt, and at the top of the pyramid is Shotzi. So I don't know if Shotzi nice. trained here. Uh, yeah, yes, sir. Sh- she's Shotzi Black from Oakland. Yeah, but WWE but uh, the training Shotzi. is handled by <laughs> Scott Rick Stoner, which is obviously <laughs> a Rick and Scott Steiner reference. And then okay, so Scott Rick Stoner, Rick Scott Stoner. Anton Voorhees and sometimes other special guests. I just love that there's a guy named Scott Rick and a guy named Rick Scott, and their both last names are stoners. I love yeah. it. And, and the, the Voorhees last name the is Voorhees. also a choice. As, as a horror movie fan, I, I definitely respect that. Monsoor uh, also seems to have have, have trained there. That's, another, that's cool. another good character in that league is a, a guy named Drugs Bunny. I just have to bring him up because he comes out in a bunny outfit, um, and like he's got like a little bag of white... Uh, powder which you know is a substance that other people might do for recreational use um and, you know and he plays into that whole thing and he'll at some point he'll have too much of his drugs and like pass out um there's another one there's another character named mr cereal it's a guy who comes out in a blue cape and he's got a cereal box on his head and then like halfway through the the match he'll take out some cereal eat it or like if he loses like the winner will will grab the cereal from his head as a form of victory um it's 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 quite a good time if you guys are ever in the bay i'm definitely taking you and we will we'll have fun the first round of beers are on me that sounds amazing let's go that's amazing yeah funny enough steven AEW is having a, a massive pay-per-view um in your neck of the woods next month it's in san francisco admittedly Sweet. but it'll be at it'll be at the chase center yes. AEW next Revolution. um it's actually as we record this it's next weekend march 5th 2023 nice. so uh yeah shout out to california there, there's a lot of california good wrestling happening well as we shared earlier this uh episode was kind of created when we were exchanging some messages with steven and obviously dwight howard appeared at a wwe tryout and we were like yeah i think there's something here for for the three of us to discuss. So if we were to kind of bring it back quite a few years and really think critically about when, when did this occur? When did we start seeing uh, some crossover between NBA and uh, WCW, WWF at the time, et cetera? 
I don't know about you guys, but the first idea that popped in my mind, which was validated by the research that I tried to conduct, occurred in the glorious year of 1998. It was actually July 12th, 1998 at WCW's Bash at the Beach pay-per-view. There was an epic tag match that occurred on the show, fellas. Diamond Dallas Page teamed with Carl Malone to take on the aforementioned Hulk Hogan, or at this time, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. He was a bad guy. And his tag partner, the one and only, the worm, Dennis Rodman. Yes. So this received Rodzilla. And he had the t-shirt in the match as well. Master marketer, Dennis Rodman. So this match received so much publicity, obviously, um malone and rodman had a rivalry going on the jazz and the bulls face each other in the finals so this was a pretty epic deal guys steven i can already see you nodding your head were you aware of this occurring at the time back in 98 or did you come to it later on i was i was definitely like seven eight years old at that time so i was not i'm not aware of that um and that was even before i was like i mean i knew of like the nba and obviously like followed some of the big names but wasn't like super into the details just too young as a kid um but as an adult i definitely know about it i actually just rewatched that uh rewatch clips of that match this afternoon so um what a what a good match what a good rivalry for so many different reasons too um and like such an impactful era like you were mentioning with the bulls and the jazz and everything that was going on with those franchises you have like the big bad boy that everyone hates in the nba with dennis rodman like even if like even if you didn't like the NBA, you didn't like Rodman because he was just such a, you know, from an NBA perspective, he was such a bad boy in his own, right? He kind of like modernized, um, you know, guys kind of doing what they want and expressing themselves how they want. He was in the news all the time for something bad or bad. You know, like one time he he came out of a limo wearing a dress, a wedding, wedding dress, dress, right? Yeah. Which is a big famous thing. And that rubbed, you know, the, the conservative population a really wrong way um you know he had all these piercings all over his face he had tattoos everywhere constantly changing his hair color Mm -hmm. and like that wasn't seen in the nba that was new um and and really i think in certain parts of the sports world like that wasn't really seen a whole lot in like the nfl either during that time frame so it's like he really kind of opened up the door and he had this like I don't care attitude. I mean, the dude was literally homeless. Like he grew up like, you know, he had a really rough childhood. There's like, you know, incredible documentary. I think like a 30 for 30 on him on, um, on Netflix, which really explains like kind of why he is who he is. I actually had a chance to like interact with him one time and, and meet him. And like, he's an interesting dude. Um, but definitely a few screws knocked loose in his head. Uh, but, but for like, for wrestling, like that's kind of all you want, right? You want a character who is <laughs> over the top, so true, obnoxious, doing their own thing, and that is Dennis Rodman checking every single box in wrestling. Yeah. And then you get you know Carl Malone, who was just this big beefcake tough guy, like you know the mailman, and uh, yeah, what a heck of a match that was. Indeed, it, yeah, Brad, he, showed up, he showed up way earlier than that. So that was the second Rodman run in WCW. Right. What I remember is the year before. So it was 97. I looked up the date. It was March 10th, 1997. He showed up and aligned himself with the NWO yes. and Hulk Hogan, which but is why he of bad up, boys, right? Yes, exactly. So that's why I, I think he ended up teaming with Hogan later on. And I know Hogan they had went a on relationship to say, for a while, I think. Yes. Yeah. Even yeah. Like a few years ago. I don't yep. know if they're still homies now, but like there's there, 
there was a while where Hulk Hogan was like showing up on his Instagram and stuff. Yeah. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still, I still think they, they keep in touch and I know they made, made a lot of money. Those two together, just doing that one thing. And I know Malone saw what Rodman was doing and went, I, I got to do that. And, and in interviews, Hogan has said the strongest person he's ever been in the ring with was Carl Malone, the way he picked him up. Like he was just nothing and, and dumped him. Like he was nothing. He said, I've never been handled like that in my entire life. Carl Malone was the strongest guy. So to have an NBA player go into the wrestling world and a wrestler that's been, you know, in Japan and WCW and the AWA, WWF all over the place go. Yeah. That was the strongest guy I've ever been in the ring with is, is definitely saying something, but that was probably the first that I, I remember it ever, ever having crossover with basketball players, especially in the NBA being in a wrestling ring. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, I am getting to our first, I guess, formal question of of this episode. Super curious. Who are some old school NBA players who you guys believe would have been great wrestlers? I want to give you my two because I can. And then I want to hear I want to hear your list. So two guys come to mind and hopefully I'm not stepping on your toes. I thought about who Brad would pick, being that I I know this gent pretty Mm. well and I didn't want to step on his toes there. can I can I throw Steven, a caveat please. in here real Absolutely. quick? Can we like leave out Dennis Rodman and Shaq since they've already like made their impact on this and like find some new, yeah. new character? Cool, no, cool. Because like Shaq also like there. we didn't yeah. really get to talk about him, but like Shaq also has like such a great connection. And obviously Shaq yeah. with Orlando, like you know back in the day, but like oh, anyways. All right, so Tyler, who you got, man? Yeah, those are terms we can agree on, Stephen. I love it. So I am starting with the one and only Sir Charles Barkley. Maybe it's the Suns fan in me and, and my love for that 93 finals team. Uh, but it has to be Chuck to start. If you talk about who would be a great promo in wrestling, right? Who can just get a microphone and just create magic? It's got to be Charles Barkley. My second choice was tougher. I thought of two guys in particular. And Stephen, I know we'll get to this later. Uh, something we see in basketball and in wrestling are the beauty of rivalries, for my, my second and final choice, I am going to cheat and kind of choose two dudes here. Arguably the greatest one-on-one rivalry in the history of basketball. Larry Legend, Larry Bird, and Magic Johnson. Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm, I'm cheating, but I have to. Cheating. So yeah. I think both of these guys would be awesome. Larry Bird could totally embody the sort of quote-unquote everyday man, right? They called him the hick from French Lick. I think he could be a massive draw in the Midwest. And then on the other side of things, you talk about glitz and glamour. You talk about Hollywood. It's it's the magic man. It's Magic Johnson, the uh, smile that could light up a room. Those are my choices. Who are you guys rolling with? I think we'll start with, with Steven and then kick it over to Brad. Okay, okay. So I think my first choice is Kevin Garnett. Ooh, he the is big ticket. the big ticket. He's got a killer nickname. Because I think in wrestling, you got to have a good name, right? Absolutely. So uh, that's one of the reasons why he came to mind. Two, he is an insane defender, um, which being a good defender means you got to be tough. And KG, he's a scary, tough dude. I would not, like, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'd be really intimidated just standing in front of him in the same room in a non-wrestling environment. So you put him in a a ring, like, that dude the the nba has a lot of hold me back moments um which if you know 
you know, like fake toughness guys, you know, puffing their chest, rarely any swings, rarely any swings, but Kevin Garnett, he's a guy like he's not fake tough. He's real tough. So, and he's just got a big personality, big, loud, booming voice. He could do the storylines that you want in, in wrestling. So he's my first pick. And then another thing that I like to think about with NBA players and like the connection with wrestling is just like people that have paid their own way, right. That aren't afraid to go against the grain because you need that in wrestling. I really do believe that. So I'm going to go, this is a fun one because he's not like a typical body that you would think, but Allen Iverson, right? So, wow, guard, the answer, like, yeah, hey, you know? Thought so, about that too. Okay. The, and he might get Speaking his ass kicked Lennon. a little bit too much in, in wrestling. He might That's not have great. a long career because he's short, small. Uh, you know, his body started breaking down, you know, like in the middle of his NBA career, so that might might have similar effect in the wrestling ring, but uh, you know, he's another guy that, that really had a huge impact on NBA culture. Like I think he was one of the first players to have cornrows. And then all of a sudden, you know, it opened up the, 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 the that for the league. He was tattoos. the first player tattoos that opened up a lot of things, you know, and NBA as much as, you know, we like to, this is kind of like the negative aspect of the NBA is like as much as like it's, it's, it's very much a white collar sport as far as the audience that that is playing to a lot of the time. Um, and there's like some like weird, um, you know, w- white man watching black men like doing the thing kind of like and this is like way deep if you get into it. But like he just broke so many stereotypes and made so much of like like the high up people uncomfortable with just his personality ways doing things. And you need that in wrestling. In my opinion, you need people to push limits and boundaries of their sport. And, and even within the rules that they're confined in. And so that's why I also pick Allen Iverson. Now, granted you put him up to almost any wrestler. He's probably going to get his ass kicked, but he's street. He's fun. He's got a good personality and he's going to like do things his way. So those are yeah. my two big ticket and the answer. We're, we're talking about practice, Steven. I love <laughs> both of those choices, particularly Kevin Garnett. And then I want to hear from Brad because Kevin Garnett totally embodies uh, a quality that the, the most successful wrestlers have, which is he can be a heel or a bad guy, but he could also be a, a baby face or a good guy, right? Yeah, Depending right. on what you need him to do totally. or the storyline. He can play either. So great selections by you, man. Yeah, that's a that's a good that's a really good point because Draymond's sitting there right now, like heel on top of the universe. I also thought Kendrick Perkins would be a good one. These are my honorable Ooh, mentions. Sure. Uh and Chris Anderson. The Birdman is meant Birdman. to be. He is meant wow. to be in a professional wrestling. Wow. But I thought this when I was growing up. He has acting experience. I'm not going to say chops uh, because he starred in the hit Space Jam. I'm going small. I'm going Muggsy Bogues on shoulders alone. That guy would tear it up in the smaller division. I could see him being a Rey Mysterio, a Chad Gable type character, just throwing bigger dudes around. Sure, if it was a real fight, like a lot of those guys would probably demolish him. But I just remember his his side to side quickness being in, incredible. I love that dude growing up because I thought, well, if he could do it and he's only that tall, well, maybe I got a chance here at five. Hey, talk your talk. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. Brad, it Brad, resonates. Can we do a little like like Muggsy Bows versus Allen Iverson matchup. Oh, like, it'll be incredible, right? Similar, yeah. similar, you know, shorter, shorter on the scale. Cause I think Muggsy's like under six foot and like Allen Iverson is like 
probably under six foot as well. <laughs> my my only sure. hesitation with Muggsy was that like I think I think Iverson eats him on the mic. That's the only thing because yeah. because Muggsy I don't know if he has the chops. So I'm pairing Muggsy with Paul Heyman. Uh, my second wrestler on here because I had those as my honorables. I wasn't sure which way I'd go. Is a way that neither of you went. I'm going Candice Parker Ooh. as my second option. I think Candace Parker would be a perfect fit. I thought uh, Tarasi would also be a really good fit, but I love Candace Parker so much. So uh, she has the look, she has the skill athletically. I think she'd be a great talker. I think Candace Parker would be an excellent professional wrestler. Excellent picks, dude. I, I think he blew us out of the water there, Steven. I was yeah. not expecting not only the love for Muggsy. <laughs> Muggsy I, I thought about Spud Webb, but I think Muggsy. Yes, I thought even, that too. Yeah. And even yeah. more elite choice, but Steven, my man came with some WNBA love and chose chose the ace, Candace Solid. Parker. Brad, that Good was the gimmick is already there. Like yeah. she she just needs True. ring gear. It's, it's done. Yeah, yeah. And she 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 is a good speaker as well. She's yeah. she's she's on TV all the yep. time. All she's the time. Got, she's had her own podcast um, with uh, Kristen Ledlow. I don't know if they're still doing it at the anymore, but they had a podcast for a while. She she's comfortable in front of the camera. She would hold her own. That's a great pick, Brad. Yeah. Thank you. I think that I think it would rule. And now I want to see it. Now it needs to happen. Yeah. Right. Now we need to have that Muggsy versus versus AI. Yeah. At least in their in their prime, right? Yeah. They're yeah. Grown men yeah. enjoying retirement. We're now. gonna need that Looney Tunes technology to pull them <laughs> pull them out of reality, steal their talent. I got a question for you guys. And and Tyler, you kind of like we talked about it earlier. And I feel like this is like a perfect spot to bring it up because like we're talking about retired NBA players and at some point we're going to talk about current NBA players or basketball players if, if we decide to you know if, if there's more WNBA players that's awesome yeah, um, but so my question is I want to I want to I want to hit up the Dwight Howard topic when he interviewed there because he like was on a team last year he's playing over in Taiwan right now who knows I doubt he plays in the NBA again but he technically like he hasn't retired yet. So I kind of, and it's too early for me to say he's not going to get like one more chance. Um, so he's kind of on that fringe. I personally think he checks a lot of boxes for wrestling, but as people who understand the sport really deeply, I'd like to hear your perspective on if you think Dwight would make a good wrestler or not for, for the league and for the sport in general. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal question, Steven. So there have been, um, several collegiate basketball players that became successful professional wrestlers. Brad and I were going over this list before we recorded. On the men's side of things, you have Big Bill Morrissey, who's in AEW. He was not a star college player by any means in New York, but uh, the dude's seven feet tall and is now a really good wrestler. Uh, more notably, The Undertaker had a, a you know a prep hoop career, and he's one of the most successful uh, dudes of wrestling ever, Kevin Nash, Brad, you even brought up Satnam Singh, who's in the early parts of his career. But I mean, he played for the Dallas Mavericks, did he not? Yeah, he played on their developmental league uh, in the developmental league. And then he uh, he played up in Canada for a couple of years before uh, signing with AEW. I just read a piece from the New York Times on him. Amazing. So would Dwight yeah. Howard make a good professional wrestler? At 37. Yeah. Well, and in wrestling, some of the, the top people in, in the sport, particularly on, on the men's side of the roster, are in their late 30s. That's true. Un That's true. Unlike, yeah, unlike the NBA where you're thinking, okay, maybe 30 is sort of your, your peak athletic prime. Uh, Brad, Roman, Brad, Roman Reigns is what, 37, 38 right now? Can you yeah, wait? Yeah, and I'm trying to figure it out right now. In 2002, I don't know how, come on, load, man. Dwight Dave is all... 
Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say Dave Bautista debuted in 2002. Yes, and he, I'm trying to find who he's born in, in 69. He, he was, was 30 not, when he started training. Yeah, right? he was, he was not. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Young, when he started professional wrestling, and still had a pretty decent career that transitioned right into film and television, I don't know that Dwight Howard has that level of charisma. Fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm corny in front of the camera. I'm, I'm a bit hard. I'm a yeah. bit skeptical as well. I mean, athletically, especially. I mean, Stephen, you know this um, as well as anyone. Early Dwight Howard, even leading up to that finals run, he was just an athletic. Yeah, I, I mean, he was just dominating dudes in the league surely off of athleticism. I mean, he brought who was on that squad, Stephen Hito Turkaloo. Uh, Ray, Ray, Ray for Alston, Jameer Nelson, Jameer. Uh, yeah. Matt Barnes, right? Matt Barnes, yeah, he was on there. For, he had, he Not was a on the Magic for about squad. a year and a half. Um, good players for sure, but yeah, definitely uh, not the physical specimen that Dwight Howard was and still is. The dude is like in immaculate shape, but he's had some injuries. You know, he's not as athletic yeah. as he used to be. Um, I think physically he actually could do it. But I, I do wonder if personality wise, if he would be accepted, I feel like he'd have to like really like get the right role. And that's not an intimidator role because I don't think anyone's going to take his face serious if he's trying to be angry. He'd have to like lean into like a fun character. And I just don't know if that's accepted in modern wrestling anymore. You know, it totally is. It's just, there's a lot of them already. And I don't know that, uh, that new character coming in and the way that he would work anyway, I think would be a lot less, I don't know, problematic for his body just because they, especially if he went to the WWE, they'd have him working as a big man. So there wouldn't be nearly, he's not jumping off the top rope. We'll put it that way. He's walking over the top rope mm, and sure. he's going to choke slam or power bomb or somebody. So there's a lot of lifting, but he's not going to be taking crazy bumps off ladders into a stack of chairs or something. So thumbs up or thumbs down. Or are we voting yes for Dwight or no for Dwight? Full time. Or just just in career shift. I mean, like anyone. I, I'm not gonna say anyone. I think he could totally do like a one or two time show. But like, sure. would you know, give him a contract for like a, a one or two years? Are we are we giving him a two year contract? Oh, if that case, yeah, I can see him doing it. I'm gonna okay, go. cool. Yeah, I'm going no. I can I can see him. Oh, I'm going no. Doing it and then wow. immediately not. I mean, I think anymore. he'd get the contract. I think he'd flame out. I don't think anyone would take him seriously. So. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. think if they gave him a one year, 
I, I, I agree with you. I don't think he goes more than a year anyway. Yeah. But if it, if it does work out and he can go on commentary, they can have him doing interviews or those like at the outside of the arena segments where he's meeting with people and I'm, we're here live from WrestleMania. We're outside and you can talk to Peter Rosenberg and all those people. I think, yeah, I, I guess I, I guess I sort of like answered to a different question that I asked. I think he would get a contract. I don't think he would do well in it as far as like being a regular wrestler that's in consistent events. Um, that makes, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 As an what? attraction, I think he works as a it's big person, like just, just a wrestler. I don't know. Probably not. Sure. One well, and, and WWE in particular, as of late, has um, done really well with integrating celebrities. Mm-hmm. So Logan Paul mm-hmm. is going to be fighting at this year's WrestleMania, and he's been really uh, universally praised by wrestling fans, hardcore wrestling fans, because the dude has athletic gifts that we maybe just underestimated. He's been put and and booked. In, in really great spots so far. So there's Logan Paul. Prior to that, there was Floyd Mayweather, mm-hmm. who oh, I'll never forget. Bad Bunny, the, man. Fought, fought Bad Bunny, thank you. Uh, Floyd Mayweather fought the big show. But this was 10, 15 years ago. They didn't sure. necessarily have a match. It was more Floyd got big show on one knee, punched him, and then Floyd ended up winning. So like you said, though, Brad, Bad Bunny's been a, a smash success. He's not seven feet tall by any means. It doesn't have a history no. of injuries, but he's been a, a massive success for WWE. So, so is Gronkowski Gronk when he retired. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's when he retired, he came in. Yeah. He his first retirement. Yeah, yep. He, he went there, he won the 24 seven championship, which means literally nothing. They, they, a couple of months ago, they, they had one of the characters take it and dump it in a trash can because it was like, <laughs> let's get rid of this thing. It's so stupid. Yeah. But was Gronk was 24 seven champion and it, he would have been, very successful if he came back i wouldn't be shocked and i think he'll he'll have a great run in wwe as like once in a while doing some wrestling stuff but mostly being on commentary kind of like what pat mcafee has done and and i think that would work really well i think dwight doesn't quite have that to be able to do that and and uh like like you said physically athletically he has all of those things but i don't think the superman capes coming out in the middle of a ring i just i just don't see it yeah, I agree with there. He he would have to come up with a totally different like yeah. like character. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get to our selections of current NBA players, why do you guys think that there is such a strong correlation between fans of wrestling also loving hoops and vice versa? What do these very two very different forms of entertainment share? Stephen, I think you you um shined a light on this earlier regarding just the the spectacle and pomp and circumstance and, and the rivalries that are built and the the storylines that are generated so without stealing too much of your magic uh what what do you think the correlation is i got you what do you think the correlation is between these two very different forms of entertainment i i think now um you know when it comes to the nba versus uh I'll say like the NFL, um, the NBA is very much storyline driven on individual players, right? It is a team sport for sure, but you fall in love with players on a team because of who they are as people, um, particularly now in a, in a social media world where you have so much insight, you, 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 you fall in love from, from them from like early high school rumors to their college play um, to then, you know, like, their, their ability to be on a court plus if are they charismatic or not you know like a lot of you know we can talk about the difference between like 
someone like Nikola Jokic, who is like one of the you know two-time MVP, about to get his third MVP most likely this season, um, and even like Luca, but throw them to someone like um, you know, like LeBron or uh, gosh, um, Cole Anthony from the Orlando Magic or. Um, I'm just trying to think of a couple other examples. I'm, I'm blanking right now, but you're falling in love with these guys that have bigger personalities where it's like, sure, people love Jokic, but people love LeBron more because he's like, he's got that, like that charismatic a- aspect to him as a person. Um, so I, I think it all is about like the storyline of the individual. Right. And that is something that is shared where like in the NFL. Yeah. Like there is the story of like Tom Brady or Drew Brees or whatever, um, or Gronk even, but it's really more about the team versus as much as basketball is a team sport. There's individuals within the team that, that get promoted more um, by the league. Uh, the league just, I mean, you look at the logo of the of the two leagues. One is a shield. One is an individual player, and so it's just sort of like wow, how the league has been promoting people, right? Right. Um, right. You know, and and so that's just like I think that's part of the reason why you see so much connection between NBA fans and wrestling fans, or or or, or both that just enjoy both sports, is because there are storylines within the team of the NBA of individuals on the team which then correlates to I'm following the story of X wrestler in this league, you know? And so like, that's kind of where I think, think the, the big connection is at least from my point of view. Yeah. That's amazing. Brad, how about you? Yeah. I think storylines is it's the, it's the thread that connects the two. I think also spectacle the way that it is like, okay. Uh, is it, it's, I don't remember if they're doing on TNT or TBS right now for, uh, in particular, the young bucks before they play carry on, um, wayward son, they they've been using the NBA and NBC theme. Yeah, they've the been Ball using Round Ball Rock, yeah. Yep, yep. And a lot of crossover. When I think about NBA, like when when Round Ball Rock would would play and those squares would start spinning, and tons of Michael Jordan footage on there, that was that was my childhood. That's I love that, but that got me so hyped for the game. I was I was stoked. Wrestling starts. They played the intro music. That original like WWF. Monday Night Raw, where stuff's just craps blowing up in the background and they're playing that heavy metal stuff and Stone Cold's walking by like barrels that are on fire and they're fighting in the ring and everything is on fire. There's rockets and stuff. That absolutely ruled. It got me super excited for it. And I think that sports, especially the NBA, does a lot of that probably better than anybody else. And uh, like you said, with spectacle, I think they're the, the announcements, the if it's making their way to the ring at this time, weighing 200 and whatever pounds or orange Cassidy wearing whatever from wherever, all that stuff. That's great. I love that. But we do the same thing. Uh, you can hear a serious plane in the background for Chicago bulls entrance. The lights go out, the bulls things on the center court. And then it's, I'm going to announce all of these people coming to the court at this time. So a lot of the presentation is really, really similar. There's a lot of overlap. And I think everybody wants to know how the story is going to play out. These brothers are playing each other. These, these people came from a background that they used to be teammates, but now they're rivals. All of these things always get threaded through to make it more interesting because we, we go, this is going to be a good, good matchup. No, in the NBA, even it's, Here's why we should care and invest ourselves in the story of the game, not just in the game itself. It's how is this storyline going to play out? 
the players aren't thinking of it that way. The players are like, I got to do this. This is our game plan. We need to execute it. But they might be thinking of it a little bit. But when you watch it on TV, it's like, no, pay attention to these things. And commentary is going to tell you what to pay attention to, just like in a wrestling match. By God, JR is calling. Uh, somebody just got broken in half. All of those things are happening on the on the commentary team for, for an NBA game, too. So I just think Tyler and I say this all the time, but everything is wrestling. We have press conferences afterward where we got NBA players cutting promos like it's or, or nothing at all. And it's totally uninteresting. But sure. I, either way, it's 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 all sort of overlapping. It's all a show. It's all it's a spectacle because we don't get nearly that level of stuff happening in all of collegiate basketball anyway. But it, it does happen on the larger stages. Yeah, I have a few a few ideas here. One, I think the NBA probably does the most effective job of any of the professional sports leagues at creating individual stars. My father absolutely loves baseball, and I've wanted to really get into it. Like, I need to, I need to know who's on the Yankees roster this year. I need to watch some of the games so that I can but, but pick I, Mike Trout out of a lineup. I, I, I can heard. hold in a conversation, yeah. but precisely, Brad. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the the MLB really promotes stars the way they should. The the Mike Trout's, Shohei Otani's. I think people do know Aaron Judge, but these aren't household names. To your point, Stephen, like a LeBron James or uh, like a Stephen Curry, a uh, Giannis, so on and so forth. Secondly. I love for All-Star Weekend. I don't love All-Star Game itself. I think no. you might be like-minded, yeah. Stephen. Yeah. It's a total exhibition that I've grown to just not enjoy at all. Sure. But the night prior is so much better. So much like wrestling with gimmick matches, a ladder match, uh, you know, a Hell in a Cell match. All-Star Weekend, Saturday night, you have the slam dunk contest, the skills challenge, the uh, three-point contest, even the celebrity game. Right. Brad, this year, the Miz hit a half court shot that, yeah. that didn't count. So everything is wrestling. Yes, I agree. And there was a final point I was going to bring up to uh, maybe it'll come to me, but I, I so agree with you guys. I think basketball and wrestling, there's just a lot of the fan base that crosses over. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that being said, uh, thinking about the current relationship between Hoopers and wrestling, we know there are some very famous basketball players who share their love of this business. For example, Damian Lillard, Dame Time himself, arrived to a game about a year or two ago, I believe, in full Stone Cold cosplay. So you can totally look <laughs> this up. It's a little bit of nightmare fuel. Like yeah, I respect, yeah. I respect Halloween. him. Halloween, exactly. I respect him wearing the black Stone Cold tee with the, the jorts. Uh, but he had the the headpiece as well of Stone Cold, the total yeah. mask, which was just is Dame a serial killer? I, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed this one much more. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks had pregame matches yes. in uh, in arena tunnels. Uh, Stephen, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong here. I think this was right around the time they were ascending to their championship, mm -hmm. defeating our beloved Phoenix Suns, unfortunately. So this was 2020, 2021. I think even the year before that in even the bubble. Before. Well, they yeah. were, they did it yes. for like a year or two on and Absolutely. off, depending on the players that were on the team. And like, yeah. It was hilarious watching. So great, videos. yeah, it was great. It was like, yeah, because this was when they had uh, Robin Lopez was also on the team. That's right. That yeah, was, yes. yeah. That was the, the Robin, year, right. in the after year he was on on the Magic, um, and and yeah, 
that's such a good team such a good memory of the of of like the connection there too sorry I'll, I'll let you carry on tyler sorry oh no no thank you yeah it was it was a blast to watch even though i know these dudes are responsible for for my heartbreak of summer 2021 i can go on youtube and enjoy Giannis, uh, um i think undeniably the best player in the world just like ddting his teammate because this guy just uh loves wrestling and he's from greece so yep. you know wrestling like basketball being so international is um i think also a, a similarity here um brad you mentioned earlier aew being on tbs and tnt and crossover we've seen with with promotion there so amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better learn more at managementconcepts.com that's managementconcepts.com we have uh, wrestlers like Bailey and WWE who played collegiately. Jade Cargo and AEW played collegiate basketball. So that leads us to our, our big final question here. Who are some current NBA and or WNBA players who would be great wrestlers? I will start with mine just like last time, fellas. So uh, can first, I go last? Because I, I got a yeah. list. I got a oh, list. And if beautiful. you guys take it, I want to be able to pivot. And I don't want to take someone that Let's you've go. already mentioned. You, you, you got it, my man. So I definitely want to give a WNBA shout out. I wore the hoodie and wasn't even going to select any WNBA players. That's nice. absolutely unforgivable. So thanks for being a great role model, Brad. <laughs> I want to give an honorable mention to Kelsey Plum of the WNBA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, friends Same. of mine will know that I've had a long, long time crush on her. But I think she would be a great wrestler I because agree. she's super charismatic. And I think quickly is becoming um, a real pillar of the league. Super charismatic. I remember her at the championship ceremony coming in with her champagne bottle and her goggles and just really feeling herself. So I think she's dripping charisma and and would be uber successful. My two official selections, though, are two guys of perhaps not superstar level fame, but I am... confidently selecting them my first choice fellas i'm going with pat bev of course i had to choose pat beverly yes if you are if you are if you are if you are had to had to i appreciate the affirmation if you are trying to select someone who absolutely has a napoleon complex i say that knowing he's like a solid six foot one six foot two which is not a small guy by regular life standards um but in the nba he's pretty pretty diminutive um we know this guy is a great promo i mean not even at press conferences but steven brad in the game this dude is chirping this yep. dude is getting in the face of chris paul uh russell westbrook in the past i mean i, I think this selection is is an obvious that one. was a home run pick. that was a great there one was, i appreciate I you i was not expecting that now he was not on my list but whoo man that was you good. got listen you guys set the bar high and and i tried to deliver here my second choice hopefully will also get get love from you both and perhaps our, our listeners or viewers out there. This man is a basketball player. He is an actor. He is just a great ambassador for, for anything he touches. You may have seen him in one of many State Farm commercials. You may have seen him in John Wick. 
I am going with Boban yes. for for my second choice. It's a good one. This guy is huge. Two home runs, dude. He's so good. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. I think he's listed at seven two or seven three. So we know that uh, there have been several just gigantic men who have made money in the industry, not from being uh, the best workers or putting on thirty minute matches, but just being truly larger than life. Andre the Giant, The Big Show, sure. the list goes on and on. So Boban is my choice. Great baby face, right? People love themselves some Boban. But I also think he could easily turn into a bad guy or heel if that's what the script demanded. So uh, honorable mention to Kelsey. Love Kelsey. Shout out Kelsey Plum always. But I'm going to go Pat Bev and and Boban here. Great, Brad. Let's go. I appreciate you guys. I don't know how I can handle Like I don't think I'm going to stack up to that. My list is good, but that's... That's good. All right, oh, man. Man, what you got, well, man? I'm, I'm looking right at now, the, man. I mean, I'm looking at the list and there's, there's some obvious people up there like Giannis, LeBron, Zion, like those, those three alone, uh, jaw even like I, I could see that, but I'm not picking. I'm, that's not where I'm going. My, my first pick is, is probably maybe it's surprising. Maybe it's not. This guy has, has been around the block. He didn't dunk for about a year what felt like his entire Pistons career. He has stand-up comedian uh, experience. I'm going Blake Griffin for my first pick. I yes. think Blake Griffin has the the charisma to be a bad guy, to be a good guy, babyface heel, whatever you need him to be. He can be in comedy spots. He can, he can be serious and beat people up. I think he's a great choice. Body type, size, charisma, look, all of it. Total package. I think Blake Griffin would be an excellent uh, an excellent professional wrestler. My second pick, and this was really <laughs> way more difficult than I thought. Uh, Kelsey Plum, yes, was one of the people that I had on my list. I didn't go women's on this pick. Uh, I thought about pulling the trigger here, trigger here on Mac McClung because Ooh. I think it, it would be amazing wow. to have the dunk. Talk champ. about a relevant name these days. Yes. I know. I think. I think uh, his his press conference that he give me a ton of confidence in the charisma, but there was potential <laughs> there. And the, the dude is just freakishly athletic for how, how small he is. I have to go. I have to go back down to Miami and I have to poke around in, in uh, Miami a little bit for Jimmy Butler. Oh. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, Butler. I feel yes. like is a, is a natural fit. He was on my list. Wrestling. That's great. I mean, the, the reactions we have, we have, so many gifts of just Jimmy Butler reacting to things that I, I can't see him uh, not in front of a camera reacting to, to things in wrestling segments. I think he would be great. Uh, he'd be especially great as a heel uh, working as a baby face and not understanding why people hate him. Um, I, I could see a, a tons of potential there for Jimmy Butler. I think he's well, a great pick. He started a coffee brand in the bubble called Big Face Coffee too. And so it's just like, and, and it didn't matter what you ordered. Yeah. It was $20 a cup. Yes. You know, it, it just, it, you could have been espresso. It could have been cappuccino, $20 regardless. So, um, Brad, that was, I'm a little sad. You actually took that. Cause that was one of my like hopeful sleeper picks. Um, excellent choice there. Excellent. Appreciate choice. I yeah. love those picks. Yeah, Ben, that's phenomenal. This man and shout out to, to a good friend of the show and good friend in real life. Uh, Ben Anderson of Miranda, Arizona, longtime Timberwolves fan. Uh, Jimmy Butler, he had that infamous practice, right? Where he reportedly just cut a promo on all of his teammates and said, Andrew Wiggins, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, everybody in this joint, you guys are not on my level. And just 
went to town on him. That's what, so, what I'm saying. I agree that's with Stephen Brad. A- excellent way to to close out your your picks here. So my picks. So I got a I got a couple, right? So obviously I'm gonna have to pivot because you just took Jimmy Butler, which is fine. This is why I have a list. So my my first guy that I that I have selected, and both of mine are in the NBA. Um, this gentleman is probably one of the most intimidating humans in the league. He, um, there was recently a scuffle with um, a Hall of Fame NFL player um, that was watching the game uh, and and got off the court. Um, this gentleman, and and he was he was the only person that didn't like didn't even look at this guy that was standing on the floor. Um, he has incredible hair. Um, and he's got an amazing accent and just is like in his own world. His name is Steven Adams. And oh, that's great. That's he, a great, that's a great one. He like sets the hardest screens in the NBA. He's probably like people talk about him. Like he's the strongest person in the NBA. Um, and he is just like, he's a beefcake and he's from Australia and he's going to destroy anyone who touches him. He's like, he's not fake tough. He's, he's real tough and got a great personality, great look. Uh, I just, he's great on the microphone too. Yeah, he's um, perfect. He's a perfect, that's phenomenal. Steve. It's that's, a great pick. Great sleeper pick. pick. Um, then, gosh, if I really have to, so my, my two were, were Steven Adams and Jimmy, but I have a couple others. So I'm going to pivot. Um, I think in wrestling and, He's already kind of made some. Now I'll save him. Honorable mention, uh, Trey Young. He's oh, kind of already he's had appeared like, on WWE. Yeah, he has. He's already. Right. Everyone kind of hates him already. Everyone, yes. you need a good villain. He'd be a good there as a heel in. Um, yeah, he was in New York. They brought him out in in New York. <laughs> yep. in New York. Right, not too long I after the that. Hawks. It was like a day yeah. after. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, great. Deal. So he is. He's on the list because he's just like a perfect type of villain who's like obviously amazing at what he does but he's kind of a dick and like there's a lot of drama around him so So like i feel like he's a good one to have up there but that's not my pick you know i could do lebron james uh, of of, like he's incredible obviously the a legend he could play in the nfl he could play in any league he wants he's like an athletic freak for like 6 10 200 something pounds jumps out of the roof He's someone, but that's not who I'm going with either. Um, but he is on my list. Honorable mentions. Giannis, obviously, just like another huge honorable mention. Um, I'm going to go. He's probably not going to have a very long career. I'm signing this guy more for his personality than anything else. But I'm going with Cole Anthony from the Orlando Magic. Oh. Because I think really you need personality in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the wrestling. And... Cole Anthony, if you've ever watched any of his side court uh, interviews, and he's quite, he's had quite a few. He is a funny, funny dude. He will, he is not afraid of the moment. He will talk anyone's ear off on the microphone. Um, He's just got, he's kind of, he's kind of like a less annoying version of Dwight, but still brings that big moment personality. But the dude's like, but he is a short basketball player and he, He's good personality. I think, and he's got athleticism too. He was in the dunk contest last year. I feel like that pick is okay. Um, I don't love it as my, as like my second solid option. I feel like I've left a lot of meat on the table. feel like, but like we kind of already talked about some of these guys. We talked about Ja Morant, who's like 
his team is a villain team right now in the NBA. Maybe, maybe that's another option. I'm just going to run. And, through and some they options. were they were baby faces. They made a real transition over the last they year. Did. They were the, they were the sort of cool. We want to root for them. They're young and don't know any better. Now but now them. they're feeling themselves a little bit too much for, yeah. for liking, right? Another player that I thought would be good is the uh uh is is the Claw um uh, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Um, he's got a great nickname. Uh, yeah. The problem is I don't think he'd be available enough. He's constantly injured <laughs> and taking rest days. Load management. I I once had uh an incredible friend gave me um him he took his wedding gift to me was courtside tickets to a Clippers Magic game in in Los Angeles, and I got to see um Kawhi Leonard in person and dude that dude is a machine he is a robot and I feel like that is like he's just so gifted athletically he's got such smooth fluid movement I just feel like he would get anywhere he wants on on in the ring um and he's just a specimen physically so I feel like he is a great option but he doesn't have the personality he doesn't have the charisma to go with it he would not he probably wouldn't win a lot of fans over as far as like that um, you know, I kind of want to bring, he's not current, but I feel like I have to bring this for, for, for the past one. We totally messed over him. Kobe Bryant. How yeah, did we I was not just thinking about it. Black Mamba it. killer yeah. mentality, checks you know, checks every single box, yeah. athletic freak. Um, he should have been mentioned in our other segment. So yeah. I think I, if I'm grading all of our picks, magic uh nba wise you guys got home runs on both of yours i'm giving myself a sing a, a home run and then like a single or a double with my second i feel like <laughs> i feel like i underwhelmed a little bit with that cole anthony pick probably because no one knows him yet uh, but th- but they do now and you're still batting a thousand my man so yeah oh sorry that's not my pick terrence ross Phoenix, 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 Terrence Ross. Ross. Uh, The reason why athletic freak, dude, he can jump. He was the oldest man on the magic at 32 and he was the best dunker in the entire team. And that's not a shot, a shade on any of the magic dunkers because we got some guys that can really do some cool stuff. But he was he's an insane freak of nature uh, when it comes to his athletic abilities. But he's got the personality and he loves superheroes and characters and comics. His nickname is the human torch uh, because he just gets hot, gets hot fast. So like when he comes in, his matches aren't going to be, aren't going to be these long drug out matches. He's going to come in, light them up, get real hot and then probably lose. Cause he lost a lot of fans <laughs> in Orlando. Probably you know, if he's now, you know, now that he's changed teams, maybe he'll start getting some more W's. Um, but I think he's a great fit. The Goldberg of losses. Yeah. yeah. Still, that's probably a, a double hit or triple, not a home run. Um, okay. I take the L in this round, guys. <laughs> well, guys, this was uh, such a great time. The close-up magic, GI, the first of hopefully many collabs. Steven, quite simply, where can we follow you and support your work? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first off, thanks for having me on the show, fellas. This was a lot of fun. When you, we were talking about like possibly recording for an hour, I'm like, there's no way they're going to talk to me about wrestling for an hour. I'm gonna I'm gonna bore them out. Uh, but we did it, and I for me it was a really entertaining conversation. You guys do killer work. Um, 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter. That's my most active social media for for people. Um, Stephen S T E P H E N zero six one zero. It's uh, if you're watching on YouTube, it's it's right there. Um, I will talk your ear off about Orlando Magic basketball or just the NBA in general. So holler at me. Uh, my DMs are always open. Amazing, Brad. You got anything before we close out? No, just this was a blast. I'm glad we got to do this. This is something that we've been talking about doing for for a pretty long time now. And I'm just glad we were able to make it happen. This is a blast. Absolutely. Well, thank you all so much for being here. Uh, please be sure to support Steven's work. He is awesome. He's a great friend, uh, just a great artist and great creator. So show him some love. Show us some love. We're at GIPod19 on Twitter. Brad is at Winduster. I am at Tyler J. McDowell. And we hope you'll join us for the next one. Gimmick Infringement is a part of 19 Media Group. You can listen to us on Good Pods, our premier partners, and Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you find podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube via the 19 Media Group channel. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.